Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Johnny Smith. I'm Richard Porter. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. I want to put this out there to the Tesla people. Just an uh-huh. in- interesting observation I've recently experienced uh, over days of driving. I, I just got back late last night from almost a week away off of south of France and all that, and um, mm. driving down there, you know, doing some content driving all the way back uh, in a off of Tesla Model 3. I yeah. don't say M3. I can't stand the way no. some people write down no. Tesla M3. That's just not right. No, I know, because that's taken. There's already one of those. It was there before. It does rather you sort can't. of feed into my theory that a lot of Tesla people aren't car people at all. They are, if they're interested in anything, it's tech. But cars, bit no. of a closed book to them. Yes, but anyway, I've got great things. Uh, I've got great feedback for the, um, the the mass road trip we did in the Tez. Um, mm. But I want to talk about the um, the floor pan bop. What? Yeah, the floor pan bop. Yeah. When when you're driving along, and it, I think it's sometimes it happens more when you're preheating or preconditioning the battery, ready to rapid charge at your next pit stop. Mm. Which for people, if you don't understand EVs, a sort of, you know, a cold battery can't accept fast charge. So you, the car warms its battery up to be optimised so that it can, it can inhale a higher amount of kilowatts when you, when you pit stop. It's just yeah. all about efficiency. And so a lot of EVs, I mean, the Teslas, you set your destination as a charger in the nav and yeah. that immediately tells the car to start warming its own battery and it, it, it flashes up a thing on the dash to tell you it's doing that. Yeah. Um, and I guess this is now sort of fairly common tech, isn't it? It is. But it it's is. very, very integrated in a Tesla because, of course, they own the chargers as well. So it's all in the nav. You don't it's, have to faff about with the zap mappy sort of stuff. Yeah, it's it's exactly the the least painless way of doing doing it with the Tezes because this is a supercharger. Least painless. Yeah, least painful even. Is that a double negative, which means it's very painful? <laughs> the least painless, is, that sounds terribly euphemistic. Sorry. Something um, a doctor would say. Now, or a dentist. We're going to do this the, the least painless way, I'm afraid. What? Least painless. Hi, I'm least painless. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I'd, I've, I've thrown myself so off it. Yeah, the floor pan floor bop. Floor pan bop. I don't know about this. So I was in the back for most of this journey. Um, I don't mm. know. It's got to be a good 13 hours each way. Ooh. and possibly more. We didn't do it in one stint. We stayed at, at one point, an extremely dismal hotel, but I'll come on to that. Um, the, <laughs> the, the, um, the, the floor pan bop, in the back there, you can't put your feet under the, under the front seats as a rear passenger. It, the gap's too small. Or unless you oh. pu- maybe unless you pump the seat up really high, but nobody wanted to mm. do that because we were all tall. I say we're all tall, we're all still alive, so we're all tall. Um, and so I kept getting hearing this n- noise, like boing, you know, like a baking tray in the oven. 
Oh, that's sort of like metal expanding or contracting. It's, yes, but but a flat piece Dunk. of metal that's bo- properly boinging. And, and, ah. and the floor pan of the Tez was doing that, and it did it regularly, regularly, during the course of the days that we were in it. And So you're saying that the floor pan of a Tesla Model 3 is like an enormous baking tray? Enormous baking tray. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So is this, but this was when the battery was, as the car's driving along, the battery is heating itself because it knows it's about to go on a fast charger. So it could be. It's to um, do with expansion and contraction, isn't it? It must be, mustn't mm, it? But uh, so. yeah, and apparently oh, it's, it's, it's a Tez thing. Huh. I'm doing a long journey in mine tomorrow, the longest journey I've done so far. And um, I will report back if I hear any baking tray noises. Please do, because I'm, I'm extremely intrigued. Somebody from another car company did tell me that... Um, have I mentioned this on the podcast before? That the, the Model 3, in terms of body engineering, was a little bit amateurish in many places, and the Model Y is a lot better. I, in terms of, you well, know, they've got their eye in a bit more. I, I had heard, I mean, it, it makes sense that it evolved. And it actually, that, that, that makes perfect sense for what my conclusion has been for the 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 long journey that i've just spent in the model 3 which wasn't mine and it wasn't tesla's it was um lovely he's in fact um he's a patron and listener to this podcast darren from the 2cv shop darren as in dechevaux full of smut darren that's exactly it that's exactly it he knows um (laughs) and i've i've I don't want to let the cat completely out of the bag, but it was revealed to me over the last few days that not all the smut made the bin. <laughs> anyway, oh <my> <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, it's highly collectible now. Um, <laughs> so I've realised that the model... I, I, I warmed to the Model 3. I was thinking, you know, that it, that it is hard to fault the the charging integration and the fact that you can just drive it. And this thing didn't even have a heat pump, and we were doing like eight regularly 80 miles an hour for hours mm. and mm. um it was returning really good efficiency considering it's bloody cold and yeah. and so I'm, I'm left thinking and i'm going to put this out to the listeners because i haven't really had chance to do it yet and this is maybe mild entertainment for saddos um <laughs> get your ruler out find the wheelbase of a model three what's the closest interesting retro or classic car with the same wheelbase because I'm, because I'm going to cut the body off a damaged Model 3 and I'm going to b- bastard graft on something interesting. And that's going to be my <laughs> next family car. That's a good challenge. I'm going to do right. it. Right, hey, should we... Let's make, make this a little bit easier for people. No. I'm going to look up the wheelbase of the Model 3 just so we know. All right, so... Did well, you just Google say... Says, did you do that in the Gordon Murray... Official Gordon Murray... Official um, Gordon Murray wheelbase. Wheelbase. Now... Um, Google says that the wheelbase of a 2024 2024 Tesla 24 24 <laughs> Tesla uh, Model 3 is 2875 millimeters. So um get get cracking. It doesn't have to and, be uh, millimeter perfect. We know this. No, there's a bit um, of wiggle, isn't there? Because um were, were there people years ago who realized that the we- the wheelbase <laughs> of a C4 Corvette was within a few mil of that of an Allegro. And so they grafted the Allegro pan onto, or the Allegro sh- uh, shell, rather, onto the Oh, yeah, they did. Chassis. They, they did. I mean, the track was different, 
But yes, um, the, tra- <laughs> the track is a consideration. But that's why spaces exist. The problem is, I suppose, older cars generally would probably be narrow. I mean, they're smaller, track. aren't they? Older cars. But then, yeah, the Model Three is not a massively wide car, so no. it's a bit. Of, I bet. A, I bet something like a Granada. Oh my gosh! I've seen. Roots. I want. I want a family estate. I was thinking Volvo two hundred and forty, oh. for example, or Vol- Volvo seven hundred and forty body shell. Well, now we're oh, we're doing we're doing people's work for them here, but the Volvo seven hundred and forty well, stop, uh, stop, wheelbase. Stop doing the numbers. That's that's the challenge. You're you're answering your own pub okay. quiz, you goon. Well, stop it. All right, I won't give the exact numbers, but suffice to say that the. <laughs> You're going, you're going to have to let out the arches on your 740 shell a little bit to accommodate the wheelbase of the Model 3, which is, as it turns out, longer. Of course, because um, older cars have more overhang, didn't they? By, ooh, yeah, quite a bit, actually. Okay, well, anyway, this is an interesting challenge. So, um, uh, yeah, hello at smithandsniff.com. If you have got an interesting classic or older car that you think would fit without too much angle grinding of arches and things... Yeah. onto the underpants. I've realised that's what I want. Model 3. I mean, yeah, hmm. you, you could, if you really wanted to, you could look for a Model S, preferably an older one, which still has, I don't know, free char- supercharging forever and ever and ever, as long as Elon doesn't but find out that it's been binned. And then, that's a very big car, though, isn't it, relatively? Yeah. It's wide w- car. It's bloody wide, yeah. You'd want some JDM That's sort of arches. built to American proportions. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Interesting challenge, though. I mean, I suppose the thing is, then, you'd have to... Uh, it'd be easier to just lift the dashboard over from the Tesla because it would be... Yeah, you'd leave... Otherwise, you can't really control the car very easily. Yeah, I'd probably and, leave the dash in and probably try and disguise it slightly. Um, ah, so you could still have the central main control system, uh, yeah. the tablet... But you could you yeah. could read you could recover or manipulate the kind of plinth, the simple plinth. Yeah. Anyway, I just think and, and put an older steering wheel on it. Maybe I don't know. I'm just I'm at that point where I think there's 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 a lot to like with that car, and I I would love an electric family car that's does mm. that stuff. But I don't want that. <laughs> and I'm just no fair enough. Kit. I, I, I suppose the other thing is, as we've said before, one of the things about those Model 3s is that you can see the driver's crotch because the scuttle is so low. Yes. And um, it's, not and a, that, it's not a shirt you know, cocking car, is it? that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's very much not. Uh, not a car for Donald Duck or Winnie the Pooh. Um, and <laughs> Winnie the that would Pooh. kill that if you had a, had a Volvo 740 horribly... Uh, weird looking because the back wheels would sit sort of towards the end of the overhang but um but nonetheless an interesting proposition also if the uh, yeah if you found a very wide car which is unlikely with a classic compared to a um a tez i don't mind inboard wheels as in you know sort of jaguar e-type tunneled in they look like yeah. R-, R. kelly's eyes basically quite far into the sockets um, but then, uh, this is one of the things that I don't like about the Jaguar E-Type, which is, you know, obviously is a fabulous looking car, but I always think when people like Eagle push resto them mod them, they push the wheels out a bit and it just improves the stance enormously. Yeah, yeah, it is a common thing. And of course, it probably makes it handle better because wider track normally does, doesn't it? Hmm. With modern rubber and all that. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, so that's it. I, I, I want to do a floor pan swap. It's really easy. I just do it in my lunch hour. Oh, interesting. I've, I've just, I've, I'm not going to say what I've just discovered. 
Okay. Because I, I, hopefully a listener will alight on this, but there's certainly a very interesting, an interesting car from the last 30 years that seems to have an almost... Oh, really? Mm, I was uh, going to say... Almost identical wheelbase. It doesn't have to be a classic. It could be a 20-year-old car, which is not quite thought of as a classic yet. I'm not, um, you know, I'm not militant about it. I wanted to just have a good... I'll even do an MPV. You know, I'd even go Ronnie Pickering spec with the um, Picasso. (laughs) I might know someone who needs to get rid of a Picasso if you're interested. Is it Pickering spec? Uh, it is not in that sort of bruised purple. It's in that, <laughs> that that sort of mimsy, light, greeny blue. Greeny, really, isn't it? A very light green that was a kind of signature Picasso colour. Yeah, I do love them, you know. They, do you? They, they, they have an A-pillar like no other. I, I absolutely love them, yeah. Yes, they do, I yes. think they're the same, same rake at the front as they are at the back. So from the side, you don't know which is the front or the back if you were to ignore the lights. It almost looks the same. Mm, yeah. Well, anyway, I, like um, I, I do know somebody I like who is probably looking to sell a Picasso. Um, and when I, when I asked if it was uh, running and everything, they said, well, a lot of lights do come on the dashboard, but it's okay. It's been like that for ages. Oh, standard. Oh, my gosh, I've just mm-hmm. realised about the floor pan swap thing. I know, yeah. I know that blimmin' old money, one-owner spec um, Fiat Multipler with the... Dog with Ooh. a baboon's anus <laughs> leather interior. Yes. Yeah, that could be amazing. Imagine a Tesla Model 3 dual motor multiplier. So I'll just go on. I'm going to, since we've mentioned it, I'm going to look at oh, the just, we, This is no challenge just, anymore. You're just, you're such a, you're such a like. Uh, qu- no, no, it's. No dice? I mean, no. Okay. The multiple wheelbase is quite a bit shorter. Oh, cack. I mean, I'm going to suggest, in fact, that the, um, the, the wheels, because the multiple is not an overhangy car, particularly at the rear. No. So I think you're going to run out of options there. Your rear wheels will, in fact, be behind the car. Right. Okay. Unless you, because I, I don't suppose you can shorten the wheelbase on the Tesla because of the battery pack. Uh, yeah, you might be able to. Yeah, you no, might I be able know, to. Because doesn't it doesn't it sort of pretty much occupy the space between. The axles. Listen, can we let the can we let the listeners do this? That's the point. Yeah, we let's just, let the listeners plant the dive seed, in on this. We otherwise, cover up the soil and we walk yes. away. That's exactly. what we're doing good. here. All right. Very good philosophy. I, well, now I want to hear more about a dismal hotel. Then, okay. So before a dismal hotel, I want to pick, I want to talk about Pooh Bouncer, and <laughs> Pooh Bouncer was. Have you ever out of neighbours? Have you need? <laughs> have you ever needed a toilet chaperone? Because I have yesterday what so here's what? what guys listen here's the scene picture this look um mm. we, we we stopped off in the same um kind of services ish it wasn't services it was where a load of tesla superchargers were in a shopping um mall in france and i actually wrote down the name of it so that in case people went oh i, I i've never heard of that place where is it well it was he says scrolling a tr- Troyes or Troyes, T R O Y E S. It's a shopping area with a Tesla, bunch of Tesla super, superchargers. Now we are convinced it's a money laundering mall, and I'll tell you why. Okay, <laughs> I've had a while to think about this. It, by the way, it's a very pretty, it's a very pretty shopping mall kind of uh, outlet, village, whatever. Mm. Mm. But we pull up, put the Tes in, let the floor pan do the bop. 
and we think, right, first things first, could do with the toilet, could do with maybe getting ourselves some caffeine, stretch your mm. legs, etc., etc. So, et cetera, et cetera. well, it's a very nice looking mall. Where are the toilets? There aren't any. No shops what? have any toilets. There's no toilet facilities anywhere. Oh, no, hang on, I'm lying. McDonald's have a toilet, but McDonald's is slightly out of the shopping mall area where there are no footpaths to get to. So you have to walk across mud, roads with no paths, then some more mud, then fall down a bank, and then you go to McDonald's. (laughs) And we did this twice because, A, we needed the toilet, and, B, I wanted a coffee. There are no coffee facilities in this shopping mall. It's weird. Really, really... and everyone we asked just went, oh, no, we don't have anything like that. You're like, what? So there was nobody in any of the shops, even though they were immaculate and they had actual products in them to sell. And it all looked quite good condition. So we're mm. convinced this is just a money laundering faux shopping mall that nobody needs to buy anything from. So like or like those ones in North Korea that they show visiting journalists around to make it look like people can actually go to shops and buy things oh gosh i i i've not heard of those well maybe i don't think these are commonplace but there's certainly there's a department store in pyongyang that looks like you know everything's fine i think there's a lot of stuff in north korea that is there just to show visiting journalists everything's fine when of course it's not that's amazing isn't it Mm. the alarm bells should definitely be ringing there so yeah So we so we did that, um, and and that was fine, but we couldn't stop thinking about it. Then on the way back, on the way back yesterday, on the way back yesterday, we yeah. stopped at a different supercharger at a slightly di- different um, place. Oh no, we didn't actually. It was snowing so heavily, I didn't want to make the treacherous walk across mud and slopes and a road where no cars will stop for pedestrians. And I thought this is not worth my. It's not worth dying for. I'm not doing mm. this. So we went into, um, it was like a, it looked like a B&Q, massive. We were in there for about half an hour looking for a lav, and there was one. So I was like, right, going in. Have to. We all needed to. Went in there, and there were, there were two slightly vapey lads in tracksuit bottoms who were sort of like flying kicking one another and shouting at one another, which I was like, oh, it's not great when you need a poo. But anyway... <laughs> And it was this random. And I thought straight to the cubicles, Johnny. Don't mess around. Come on, here we go. There's four cubicles in a line. Go in the first one. Shut the door. Realise you can't lock it because someone's basically flying kicked the lock off. Okay, no good. Go into the next one. Turn around. Shit. Lock's been flying kicked off this one as well. Of course. Oh my god. All of there was one that was occupied, but all three mm. that weren't were clean and everything, but they had no lock. I, oh, I said to Darren, my, coll- my colleague who I was with, I said, listen, look, you know, the wolves are at the door. I've got to, uh, I've got to do this before we hit the road for another eight-hour drive. And um, yeah. so he said, oh, don't worry, I'll, um, I'll be your bouncer. So he was, my, uh, he, was my, <laughs> he was my poo bouncer. He stood by the door while I did what I needed to do and just made sure that nobody broke in. It's a little bit of stress attached to that because you feel like you need to, you know, go quick and 
not hang around. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I was going to say, my, my kids sometimes do that. Yes. Stay outside, Daddy. Stay outside. Yeah. Because they, they sort of, you don't want to be left hmm. in a strange cubicle. But, so you're a plot minder. Yeah. You're basically a plot minder. A plot, yes. <laughs> you? I was going to say that. that <laughs> <laughs> so... So, sorry, this is not very Kari, but it will become Kari, I hope. No, um, well, I, th- I feel like we're shedding listeners between the Tesla chat again, and now uh, you're d- turd bouncing, then well, we're... we're I, so I'm going to encourage you to move on to the Dismal Hotel, because I love stories okay, so that was the Dismal Hotel. <laughs> that was the toiletless, coffeeless, pathless shopping centre. Um, that is bizarre, though. Interwoven with the entire trip we were away in France, and I really enjoyed it. We met some amazing people. But you go in a restaurant and you tell them you're vegetarian. I have never, ever been looked at by women like it. Never. Goodness gracious me. One woman looked at me like I'd exposed myself to her. So oh, the, the look of disgust. disgust. Oh, absolute disgust. She even did this with her hands. You know, like, um, I've washed my hands with you. Like, like that. Oh. Oh, yeah, it was, what, a, it was incredible. Oh and God. she was the maitre d' of the damn hotel. Anyway, <laughs> not the dismal one. Right, so dismal. Night before last, we finished um, a, a long shooting day and we knew we needed to make mm. good progress back towards Calais. We were never going to mm. get to Calais because that's nine hours and we were leaving at about 6 p.m. So he said, let's get north of Lyon, which is notoriously quite congested, etc., etc. So we, we, we put some good hours in, and then we saw a supercharger or a, a, a Tesla destination charger, actually, close to an, an IBIS budget. Mm. We pre-booked it. Fine. It's cheap. Does the job. We're only going to be in there for five hours or so. Well, mm. We got to the Ibis budget, plugged the motor in, let the floor pan do its ting. Mm. And I was, it was a twin room. I was sharing with videographer Phil because it was like, you know, we're good friends and Phil doesn't snore and I don't know, doesn't have toilet issues. And um, we realised that the, the twin room is not quite as described. And also the non-smoking rooms are definitely not non-smoking. The oh. smell in the corridor was like some sort of like 70s working men's club. And then we opened the door, which had a massive no smoking sign on it. And it was like, oh, my gosh, is someone just like, is someone just genied 20 Lambert and Butler in here? It was horrendous. And then we looked at the fact there was one king size bed and over the top of it, like over the top where the head goes, was a bunk bed that was about two feet what? wide and four foot long. <laughs> and it also happened to be i think unnecessarily high and close to the ceiling so, <laughs> how close like as in if you sat up with a start would you smash your head yes on the ceiling? yes 100 oh, so there i brilliant. am brilliant but, design so i'm like i said look I'll, I'll take the bunk bed it's fine i was a bit like for fuck's sake just we, 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 on, we, but you're taller than phil i know but phil's been working hard for the late break show and i just wanted to tr- oh, okay. treat him right but of course what we were both chuckling but also annoyed about the smell of cigs but what i hadn't factored in is the higher you go the more ciggy it smells obviously in the air oh and by so the time i got up to the heady heights of the bunk bed <laughs> <laughs> uh, not only not only did I realise that it stank more, but I also realised there was no bedding on the bed. And we looked all uh. around the room, and the only thing I could find was a sheet to cover the mattress, 
and a mm. blanket which looked like it was straight out of a village hall or a care home. And I thought, right, bollocks, I'm just going to go with that and I'll leave my T-shirt and socks and stuff on because the heating didn't work in the room. Thanks, Ibis. Um, and I wrapped myself around this blanket and it absolutely stank of cigarette smoke. It was like I was borrowing the worst blanket in the world and I needed to go to sleep. Awful. Awful, awful, awful thing. But there was a redeeming thing in the morning when my alarm went off and I very nearly smashed my head on the ceiling. (laughs) 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 And luckily... And then then fell ten feet to the ground because I forgot you were in a bunk bed. Yeah, and thankfully, because we'd had such a short sleep, I didn't need a midnight wares because I thought, if I need a midnight wares, I'm going to break my hip. So I I didn't drink any water intentionally. So I woke up smelling... (laughs) You just tiffed it. Yes, I did. No liquids, handful of sand before bedtime. Yeah, you're good. I woke up smelling of a 90s nightclub and I thought, I bloody hope the shower's good. And sure enough, the shower's amazing. It was one of those oh. ABS plastic moulded pods that sort of yeah, sits yeah. in the corner. They of the love room. those in France, don't they? I, yeah. I had never seen one of those until I went to France. I love them. In the 90s. I, I'd like one in the back of my Honda Element, ideally. I think it'd be great. Sort of, you'd have to cut it up quite a lot. But get the people <laughs> who are going to cut down your Model Three to fit under a Fiat Multipler. Exactly, and also um, it'd be a sit-down I, shower, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be a stand-up. I, I, I feel like I can tolerate a lot in a budget <clears throat> hotel, particularly. But if it's got a shit shower, I'm in a shit mood after that. I can't agree. I took the mm, I took anyway. the Siggy blanket um, because <laughs> I because now I know that the shower was okay. So that that that's that. Um, mm. So yeah, we got a, a nice clear four and a half hours sleep out of that. And ah, uh, yes, that's not enough sleep. It's not enough sleep. Being. We took the ferry. We took the Brian out there because um, we were less on the mm. clock. And on the way back, we took the Channel Tunnel. Mm. And I just want to bring this back to slightly carry news here, folks. Uh, you know, when you, I think, what is it, thirty minutes, something like that? Um, you're sitting on the train under the sea. Mm. And you're chatting around your cars. I quite like it. it, it, it there's something mm. quite unusual about it, and it's fun, especially with you when you're with other people. But I suddenly yeah. thought to myself, this is 30-something minutes of completely dead time. Mm. As, a, as a car person, and when you're on a road trip, cars can get quite soiled inside. Why don't they have a coin-operated vacuum cleaner so you can oh. have a Eurotunnel vacuum session? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's a good idea. Yes, isn't it? 
I thought it was not a shit idea either. And I thought, I want, right. I want a coin-op Henry or a Karcher so that I get on the train mm. and I know, I think, okay, I'll spend 25 minutes really vacuuming and worshipping the interior. So when we get out of France, there's no litter, there's no nuts and biscuits yeah. and toss. And, and, and I, you know, I've got all the dust off the dashboard, which I forgot was there. And, yeah. and actually you could do a nice little cabin cleanse um, and it'll make you feel better about the car because it certainly makes me feel better about the car when I'm driving around in an in, internally clean motor. I could, um, and I could force my wife to take a, a, a trip to France for the day in her e-up and then she could vacuum the fucking thing out because it's disgusting in there. Oh, is it gross? It's, it's just really crummy, which is mostly the, the children's fault. Yeah. Um, but not entirely. I got into that car the other day and there was a really shriveled apple core in the door bit oh seriously fruit in the door and i don't i don't know about you but i was apple cores they go out the window mm. because that's not littering no they're organic they'll break down and i always imagine in my head a little mouse will have a snack i it's funny i imagine a whole gang of ants bench lifted bench pressing <laughs> it and they go, i don't want to imagine a gang of ants so much but a little a little field mouse going Ooh, that's a tasty treat i like a gang and, of ants uh, and they go oi oi boys that guy's just thrown it out we need another 85 of you and we could drag this bastard back to the nest yeah but anyway uh yes my, my wife's car is, it's weird because my wife likes a tidy house but she doesn't extend this to her car which is often quite messy and i'm the other way around I'm, i don't mind a messy house so much but i want a tidy car because you know a car moves about and i don't want things rolling and rattling and well that's all the rest you and i share this you and i share this yes well you told me that you didn't used to let your kids eat in the car when they were little is that right yeah that's absolutely true richard yeah that's absolutely true I and i used to I had uh, well, I've still got it. I can actually see it if I look behind me. Um, the original—I've said this in a previous cast, I think. I've still got the original travel blanket that my dad bought to put on the back seat when me and my brother Greg were kids, so we didn't bugger mm. up his Avenger and then and then Montego. <laughs> and and yes. he he gave it to me years ago, and he went, "Oh, I don't need it anymore. You have it." And then when I became a dad. I continued the stupid tradition and I got this travel tartan blanket, black one, and I tucked it round all the nether regions of the squab at the, on the back seat. So, you know, when you have mm. the isofix for the kids' seats, it sometimes creates two big dents in, yes, the, in, the, in the leather. This, the, the, mm. the, the 300C Chrysler we had, um, the touring. And I thought, I don't want that. So the, the tartan blanket helped that. And then when the kids, like, dropped custard creams down there, I could just sweep it out. And then I was like, do you know what? I don't want you to eat in the car. So I, I banned it. Other people in my family didn't ban it. So when I wasn't there, obviously things mm. happened. And yeah. and then I could, I could tell what so had happened because crisps yes. were evident. CSI quavers. <laughs> yeah. There. It's exactly those that. bloody oat bars. You know those oat bars? I think they're called Organics is the brand name. My kids still love those. I think they're really meant for toddlers. But yeah. they're a good sort of like, just get this down, you kind of snack that's not a, you know, sugary thing. It's not, um, yeah. But they're quite crumbly. And they, I would say, I would say they're the chief culprit in the absolute state of my wife's Volkswagen. Yeah, um, I know exactly the ones you mean. Um, there's someone we know I won't say his name but he got uh, a Jag I-Pace it was around the time we had ours and I think he had the light coloured leather interior oh. and he's got children about the same age as ours and I went ooh that's uh, 
that's bold. I saw the car park and I could see the front seats. And I went, that's bold. Your, your kid's going to, you know, run ragged on that. And he went, oh, I've thought of that. And he, he opened the back door and he'd got all of this sort of like specialised, you know, kind of like, not tarpaulin, but that kind of... <laughs> tarpaulin. Like, like, you know, sort of nylon material. Yes. Back seat covered in it. But then this kind of hammock thing that sort of protected the backs of the front seats as well. It was an extraordinary setup. I mean, oh, I absolutely... I, was, I admired his devotion to keeping the car nice. I had that. I had the backs of the front seats covered because the kids, when they had very short legs, they would just sort of smear their boots and shoes up and down where the map pocket is for the maps that nobody uses anymore because there's no maps. But you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. So yeah. if you listen... But this, this looked like a sort of like a racing yacht sail had collapsed into the back of his car. It was really... But then again, I think he kept his eye pace tidy, um, at, at least until his wife repeatedly drove it into bars <laughs> damaged the outside. Oh, gosh. Anyway, that's a separate thing. Um, so... Uh, just moving on and and bringing this to cars. Yeah, uh, yeah. Although the Eurostar was before. the Eurotunnel was relevant. Oh yes, you did. Yes, okay, fair enough. That's kind. so. Can we have some um, Eurotunnel vacuuming, please, Eurotunnel people? Thank you. Yeah, I think I think that's a good. I'll, that's a good I'll trial it. I'll champion it. Oh, it's, I was speaking. Uh, I've, I've been promising to mention this for ages. You do a lot of. You spend a lot of time on the road. I do, and I know that you like a coffee. Yes, I do. So, I presume that you go into a Starbucks now and then. Yes, I do. In fact, I went into one uh, at the Euro Tunnel when we'd got through to to other side. My wife has been asking me to mention this on the podcast. Now, normally she doesn't ever say, "Oh, you should talk about this on the podcast," because you know she's she doesn't listen to it. Does she? Things Richard? to do. Uh, she does what? But she doesn't tell me when she's doing it. And so sometimes she'll just come home and go, "Oh, I heard you talking about this." So I, she'd probably listen to this one and go, "I do vacuum up my fucking car, you cheeky twat." But. Um, <laughs> She's asked me to bring this up, and and she's mentioned it a few times now because it's really annoying her. She doesn't go to Starbucks that often, but she believes that the Starbucks Corporation of America has a low-level conspiracy going on to not sell you a filter coffee. Yes. Have you noticed this? Yes, because I know you're a fan of the simple filter coffee, which is a good thing. just want a simple filter coffee. Yeah. I... I just need a black coffee. Yeah, you don't have any additives, do you? Yeah, and I think amongst the coffee chains, the Starbucks filter coffee is perfectly acceptable coffee. Yes, oh, I don't. I don't. And as coffee snobs get on my tits. I just. I'm usually in a circumstance where I just need some caffeine. It, yes. and something hot. You're base model coffee guy, aren't you? I've just realised. I like a base model. You know, I mean, I, which is I, good. A step above a you know a sort of tepid Nescafe instant. Oh no, in a I mean, stained quick fit mug, but. <laughs> Coffee that's been made with proper beans and properly hot water and everything, that a filter coffee is fine. And yeah. they have them. They have yeah. that. They call it drip, I think, don't they? It's not, doesn't sound, I think it doesn't sound attractive, really, does it? Costa and Cafe Nero, I don't think, do this. They make you have an Americano. Yeah. But Starbucks, and it's quick as well. That's the other thing. It's like it, pit stop mentality. You go in, filter coffee, please. They don't have to ask your name or make you wait down the end bit. They just give it to you and you bugger off. And that's one of the things I like about the filter coffee. But if you go into a Starbucks now, and my wife has done this more than me and is convinced it's a conspiracy, the machine is still there and to all intents and purposes is ready to give you a filter coffee. But they've never set it going. So when you ask for a filter coffee, they go, sorry, it'll be about an hour. Would you like an Americano? And the Americano costs a little bit more. 
Right. And she thinks they're scamming everyone who just wants a filter coffee to upgrade to the GL that is the Americano. <laughs> it's a bit like going into a Dacia dealer. Um, for a long time, I believe, they didn't really stock the base model Sandero because they wanted you to get the one that was 400 quid more that had, I don't yes. know, alloys and non-white paint. But if you went in yes. there and stamped your foot and you went, no, I want to buy the one that's actually 7995. It's just 7995 mm. and that's what I want. They'd go, oh, bloody hell. Okay. Um, well, that's going to take us two and a half weeks to get one. Is that okay? Yeah. Yes. I'm going to have to Fine. ring the factory. I don't actually speak Romanian, so I may accidentally just order you a pizza by mistake. I'm really sorry. <laughs> you probably should just pay. I don't know. I wonder if you really stamped your feet, they'd go, look. We'll do you the mid-model for 7995 That's what I think. Just to get you out of our premises. Because that's what some people in Starbucks will do. If you go, I want a filter coffee, they go, we haven't got filter. It'll take, a, a, like, 20 minutes to get it all going again. Or we'll do you an Americano for the same price. But they don't always do that. Sometimes they just insist you pay more. I have to say I'm with you, Rich, because I like a filter coffee. And um, mm. I'm going to start doing that more and more. I mean, I would... Try it. Yeah, I mean, I like a black coffee. I'd probably still keep my dab of cinnamon in there, if that's all right. Um, <laughs> cheeky little dab, you know. Uh, so that's um, that's not car related. Y- you, well, it's you, on the road related. On. This is why I brought it up, and also I can now say to my wife, "Look, I've, I've brought up your thing." Um, oh, by the way, just ignore the bit where I was slagging you off for your car being filthy inside. Um, uh, something else I just wanted to bring up that is car related, yeah. and it was something we were talking about last week or the week before. About uh, it was a listener's message about unusual police cars. Do you remember they'd seen an old Discovery? Yes. It still had the blue lights on it. Well, we've had a message from uh, a couple of people who know their stuff on account of being in or formerly of the police. Um, I won't say this listener's name, but uh, they said that the discussion about the age of police cars struck a chord because they've been in a situation. Now, this person identifies themselves as a response cop. Which is quite I a like cool that. Sounding thing. That sounds great. Response caps, um, but yes, it'd been a situation where we were really short of cars, and he got a colleague to, to drive him round to out of the way police stations on their patch to see if they could find anything left lying around in the yard. What? Yeah, so he went to a he went to a police station in a, in a sort of semi-rural town and found an old Ford Focus uh, that was tatty. But, but ran and it just got him through the night shift so hang on except he said that just like a first gen blue lights <clears throat> uh it was he said it's a 2011 ford focus okay yeah he said it, he said it looked tatty but it worked on the night shift however the blue lights had developed a strange fault so that when you started it up in the few seconds it took for the rattly diesel engine to catch, all the blue lights would flash and then immediately stop <laughs> once the engine started. <laughs> oh, that's great when you're trying to do a covert cold start, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. We're saying, yeah, so <laughs> shit. <laughs> just sneak up on them. Oh, shit. The, the uh, he also says that in, um, in my neck of the woods, in Avon and Somerset, force um they have an r-reg land rover defender which they use for glastonbury what it's just a glastonbury cop car that's it It sounds like it yeah well he says it's in regular service but i suppose they probably 
keep it around and keep it running because then when Glastonbury happens, they can go. So that's field. Get the old nineties defender out. That's guy. I'm going to have to keep my eyes. You need to. Now you for, need to try and buy the, that when it goes out of service, Rich. Oh my god! Don't you think? I wonder how many miles it's got on it. Probably not that many, and it's only done field pursuits. You just think it's only ever chased. Yeah. It's only ever chased. I don't know, but I bet they haven't. They probably haven't had the chassis wax soiled or whatever, have they? No. So it's probably oh, it'll be crusty. Rotten as anything into there. I don't know. Anyway, thank you, um, unnamed response car, for uh, that <laughs> on the ground intel. But there's um, there was also uh, another another listener again. I won't name them, but he used to be on the executive driving team for a chief constable's office. What? So. All senior officers, which is assistant chief constable and above, plus senior officers that are department heads, have private cars, in inverted commas, that are fitted with the emergency equipment of lights and sirens. Even now? So, even now, it sounds like. Well, this, this guy is no longer, it sounds like, in that job. But he says, at the time, my chief had a large family and a Renault Espace, oh. which was... <laughs> Which was most unusual, tanking it to a serious incident on blues and twos. The choice of car is up to the individual officer, but it's then fitted out prior to delivery. The registration number can be personalised as the car belongs, in inverted commas, to the officer. But the number is blocked on the police national computer, so if it's checked it comes back to the relevant force. So I suppose that might explain the Disco 4, then? That's a, yeah. a senior officer's car. It's still got the blues and twos, but it doesn't have... Uh, but it's also sort of a private car. So there we go. Thank oh, you love, again. Um, that's a great bit of tri- trivia. That- well, I said our listeners know stuff, and um, and they do. Well, uh, <clears throat> I've actually got a, a, a police-relevant segue um, yeah, in, in yesterday's very long drive home uh, yes. in, in the, the floor pan bot Tesla. Yeah. Videographer Phil um, started chatting about um, misheard lyrics on songs, which you and I both are fond of. Yes. And this one pro- properly uh, did me in. He said, yeah, he said, I used to work in Top Man for years. Um, and, yeah. and, of course, in between, in, in quiet quiet moments in the in the stores with Top Shop and Top Man, we'd be rearranging all the clothes and getting new stock out and stuff. He said, one day, one of the guys I was working with came out of the stockroom with a, with an armful of shoeboxes and he was singing at the top of his voice and he said this song had not long come out by U2 he went hello hello i'm in a police convertible <laughs> <laughs> and and and, 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 and phil went uh, he said what what did you just say and he said I, that's a U2 song in a police convertible. So awesome. And he went, that's, that's not the song. That's, that's not what Bono's saying. Oh, my God. And, and, it, and we had to re- I had to listen to it in the car yesterday, and I thought, it does really sound like that. But then, I went, then we just, I started getting a bit nerdy, going, I'm pretty sure that police don't ever order convertibles. I, I mean... I'm pretty sure. Ah, unless... It's the Dutch police. Oh, what? With their with their nine eleven targers. Oh yeah, yes. Because somehow in the sixties, I think the Dutch police went to their superiors and went, "Now we need c- 
convertible cars because we might need to stand on the seats and, and you know shout through a loud hailer at a crowd or something. And the police went, yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. And they went, oh. Also, sometimes we have to reverse really fast down the hard shoulder of a motorway and a water-cooled car will overheat doing that. So we need an air-cooled convertible. And this is what we've decided. It's the 911 Targa. And somehow the Dutch government or whatever went, yeah, okay, yeah, good idea. I think I've seen pictures of those. on a load of 911s. <laughs> it's the best police scam I've ever heard. Just going, we sometimes need to drive under barriers. So we need a low car. And also, uh, if we need to ram somewhere, we can't damage the engine, so it needs to be mid-engine. So we've ordered a load of Audi R8s. I hope that's okay. <laughs> it's just, I, I, can't, I still can't believe it. And they, they had, I've had 911 targets for years. I think they finally stopped. But they, I think they even went into the water-cooled era, which sort of rather undid one of their lies about reversing fast and they needed a water-cooled, an air-cooled car. But Yeah. It would also, I would love to own an XNL cop pursuit cop a targa but i'd feel like the seats would be trodden on i feel like the seats yes with boots yeah but unless they've got some specialist covers like the ones we were talking about to stop children from soiling cars maybe so because you'd want to i have a feeling has jerry seinfeld got an ex-dutch cop car or something i feel like that they're quite sought after or people like have rep i would love one i think porsche have one in the museum i've definitely seen images because the didn't they have a 356 once which had a bell on the front? This was back when they had bells. I think I've yes. seen a 356 with a bell on the front, which sounds wrong. I'm not being not nasty, naughty. Um, if anyone has ever travelled in one or knows anybody that owns one, get in touch with us. We'd love, we'd love to hear <laughs> the pointless <laughs> trivia around that. It seems like... <laughs> ah, I see now, I'm actually talking a little bit of shit because I think pre the 911 targets, in fact, the original scam with the Dutch police was 356 cabrios for the same yeah, reason. Yes, OK. Oh, yeah, we need to stand on the sheets and also reverse... Stand on the sheets. And, uh, <laughs> the, uh, they had this fantastic sort of, like, blue light on a, on a pole. <laughs> That's right. Crudely attached to the windscreen pair. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld used one of these for comedians in car, cars getting... Oh, so he has a Dutch 356 um, Cabrio. I don't know if it's his or if he just borrowed it. I'll have to look at that episode again. But... Um, oh, wow. I would really it's, like it's very, it's I'd love cool. a, I'd love a, a Dutch spec cop car. I think that would be great. Because also those the nine elevens um are from an era when I think Dutch police livery was quite cool. They had like orange sort of orange panels. And was it green? Was it green writing? And things. I think it was I just uh, hang on, let's have a look. Uh, while you're while you're looking that up, I was doing a piece to camera on a late break show video on a lovely harbour side in the south of France. Yes, and um, we, you know, when as soon as you roll the cameras, just suddenly all the noise and all the people appear. It seems Always. this lady with a, an extremely um, badly trained Staffordshire Terrier was around that kept mm. running after a tennis ball that she kept definitely throwing it towards us and um <laughs> what that wasn't so annoying it's that when it walked past i realized it was wearing a full nappy i've never seen a dog oh. wearing a full nappy before i didn't realize this was a thing yes it was yeah. a dog with a damn nappy i don't know why you do that i mean you know I suppose people who don't want to bend down and pick up poo with a bag, but... Uh, no, but then you've got to deal with the um, extra kind of... 
Well, I know then you've got to empty the nappy and then... There's bound to be some squidge when it's... It'll sit down like babies do. They go for a poo and then they go and sit somewhere and it just makes it all worse. Yes. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, I think (coughs) we found a... There's an original Dutch police car here for sale. It's a 1992... Uh, 911 Targa, so a 964. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, genuine. But uh, I mean, I know 964 prices generally have gone a bit down. Yes. But this is particularly punchy, and I guess it's because it's a it's a genuine uh, Dutch police car. It's uh, up for nearest damn it, 140,000 euros. Shit. So how much would that compare? How, what what sort of a NL police premium are you paying for that? It's quite a lot, uh, aren't you? That's well, it's a yeah, that's quite a lot. I don't know. I did. I was looking at nine eleven the other day because I was. You seen that company? They're Hungarian called Cam that do sort of resto mods on nine one two. Yes, I have. They're really lightweight. Beautiful they're doing work. a full carbon bodied thing. Aren't exactly. they? Is that right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, that. But even their sort of non, you know, their original car is beautifully done, and. Doing the 912, you know, it's kind of just something a little bit different, I suppose. But they are it's something like 300 grand. Shit. It's funny how the 912 has suddenly, like, people have started to really champion it. I don't know whether it's... Well... There's less, there's less flat four racism like there used to be uh, in the Porsche world. Yeah, because this is the thing. Having looked at the cam cars and how nice they are, I was like, I wonder what just a normal 912 is these mm. days. And they've gone absolutely batshit price They have. Wise. It's really annoying. Because they used to be really not sought after very much, and I remember seeing a really, really delightful one only about two or three years ago. Like, full restoration. It was exquisite on steel wheels, yep. orange, really nice period yep. colour. And I think it was 50 grand or something. So it was top end at that point. Maybe less, maybe it was 40-something. Yeah. But it was it was just perfect if you wanted a really immaculate nine one two. And now I think that car would be twice that. They seem to have gone really yeah. silly. They have, they have. And, and weirdly, I did a I did a car cave week before last or so. Um, a guy with a quite a large um, workshop full of tasty eclectic cars, and he owns. He's the new owner of the Beast, um, the twenty the twenty seven oh, litre yes. Rolls Merlin engined thing. That guy we met at Goodwood, he came over yes, and said hi. that's right. So he now um, owns the Beast and he's repainted it and reupholstered it so it doesn't look like a sort of, in his words, I think an NHS prosthetic limb. Um, so, And it has the Rolls grill back on it. But the reason why I'm telling you this mm. is because parked next to it in his collection is a really early 912. Um, and it's he's had it restored. And he's Ooh. he's owned a lot of cars. And he says, it's such a joy to drive. He said, I just keep getting back in it. Mm. And I think it's that whole thing of like Interesting. years ago when I was going to migrate from the Beetle to the to a 912 when you could still get a very nice one for five grand. I'm obviously not bitter about not buying one for five grand then. Um, <laughs> the people that knew always said, the difference is, is like like you could with the three the late 356s, you can kind of drive them flat out everywhere and, and on yeah. a racetrack. So... Mm. And and you can tune them till they're not they're not far off a two litre flat six early nine eleven in power, but obviously they're lighter. They're very tunable, aren't they? You can do a lot. Yeah, too, and I think I and I, I like gather. the fact that you know the three five six obviously never had a six engine, so therefore 
why was the 912 thought of as being the runt? Because actually all it was doing is continuing the, the pure bloodline. So, yes. yeah, yeah. anyway, if anyone's got I've one for five grand for sale, um, that's not yeah. shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll take one for Can five you? grand as well, actually. Make, make it two. two. Thank um, you. I'm trying to look up 964s. Uh, there's one listed here as the only 964 Targa for sale in the UK, and it's POA, which would be illegal under my reign. What, like, I'm not buying it on principle because um, you're not a, telling me how much it is. Any dealer listing something as POA would immediately be flogged with wet rope. I, so it, um, that's no use at all. There is actually, in fact, another 964... Targa here in the US, and that's up for 94 and a bit in pounds. Wow, so, yeah, it seems like there may be a little Dutch police premium. There's too many POA cars here up against the wall. A lot of you, um, can I just say what POA in, 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 in my head? Now. POA just means piss off, arsehole. I don't want to sell it. Yeah, <laughs> piss off, arsehole. <laughs> I suppose the thing about it is the next stage because it's naturally off putting, isn't it? But it, the next stage is if you just rang them and went, "How much is that car, please?" If they then start being difficult, then they are definitely getting a visit from some thugs in a. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Do you know? I'd quite like. I'd quite like it if everyone is is put off by POA, like we are. But mm. if mm. you do commit and you go, actually, I'm going to phone up about this, and the price is ridiculously cheap. So you phone up that POA hmm. target and they go, cool, you're the, you're the first person to inquire about it. Yeah, well, we're thinking of let it go for yeah. maybe 12,000 euros. How does that sound? And you just go, uh, is it, is it, is it, okay. does it drive? Is it on the road? Yeah, yeah, it's all on the road. It's had two owners. It's a lovely clean car. You go, why did you put POA then? Or oh, just like nice surprises. Yeah, go, I'm just seeing if anyone. It's like those Banksies, which people thought were fakes, but they were real and they were buying them for $100. Uh, and then that yeah. was the that was the party trick. Can somebody please out there do that and let me know in advance so I can buy a nine six four for ten thousand euros? Um, yeah, I'm letting this nine six four go cheap because someone's vandalised the door. Uh, isn't that a Banksy? Yeah, I wanted to read out a. a, a <laughs> <laughs> it's just nothing relates to nothing but except uh, something we were talking about last week i uh, I, I was talking about wearing a, a a roll neck and a flat cap to the business yes um a listener calling himself seb uh although <laughs> seb your email address reveals that's not your name at all uh he says hello rich and johnny just been listening to your discussion what to wear flat caps etc 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 just no I was only thinking the other day that middle-aged men at Cars and Coffee are all taking their style cues from the Build-A-Bear workshop. <laughs> I do know what he means. He says, anyone with a young daughter that has dragged them into one of these stores will note how the bears are all dressed as Chris Harris and Neil Clifford from Collecting Cars. <laughs> Hang on, hang on. Those builder bear workshops do like a gilet and a flat cap. That'd be amazing. So hang on, can we have Mr. Scramble Bears? I think that would be fantastic. (laughs) I think they just exist, don't they? That's the thing. It is true that we're all we're all dressing like bloody builder bear. Hang on, hang on. If you don't know what builder bear is, I mean I'll put I'll put this in the the Patreon show notes, but it is a phenomenon. Hang on, are we gonna see in the next few weeks a, a new sales platform called Collecting Bears? Oh, God. If you've got a shtief with one eye missing, but, you know, it's original, it's never been touched much, um, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to help you market that on a global platform. Come and talk to us. <laughs> We're the ones in Gilead. Talk yeah. to us. Well, that's uh, brilliant. Yeah. I love that. Um, uh, the builder bear. That is good, isn't it? I was going- <laughs> 
Um, some other housekeeping. Uh, oh, oh, well, I was just gonna—I was gonna mention the fact that sorry, last week we were very, very covert about your new car. I think there's a better way because... of putting it, Richard. I was an imbecile and forgot what I was putting on my own. <laughs> I wasn't going to say I that. I forgot what I was going. Since you're owning your own, yeah. in, in well, yes, I, um, yeah, yeah. We 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 should have realised that. Um, you were putting out a video revealing what their new car is. It's a smart roadster Brabus, in case anyone hasn't seen the video. But you should see the video. Go and watch it. And the, and the uh, two and the two CV through his collection and the two CV, which I I'm very excited about the two CV because I like well it. I've I like it yeah well spoiler alert I've just spent the last week doing a few two CV related um, videos coming up for future content on the YouTube channel. I'm particularly excited about one of the two CVs you've driven, which is like premium two cv would smart. you say it's the is it the holy grail of dushava dum i think it probably is i think it probably is yes or up there with one of the you know there's original prototypes that they found in in barns oh yeah the hidden the hidden That's, the nazi yes, hidden just, ones yes the single head yeah they jolly. look so yeah. strangely they look like um a music box i think when they've got the cranking handle out the front <laughs> like i always think i could go up to an uh, a music yeah, i can box. go up to a really early two cv oh, and what? i can turn the starter and it'll sing green sleeves at me before it <laughs> then andre citron pops out of the canvas yes, roof and then does a little sort of tap dance um <laughs> and then and then obviously the the dutch police will go no no that's not how you do it when you're standing on the seats this is how we do it because that is amazing that they went oh yeah we we need air-cooled cars with uh, that we can stand on the seats and pop out the roof and the, the, their bosses didn't just go i've got you some two cvs lads yeah they'll go yeah um 16 horsepower is uh, not no, going not, to uh, cut uh, it uh, 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 <laughs> Uh, another bit of housekeeping, very important. This one we forgot uh, last week, or I didn't realise that um, Sade has just turned sixty-five uh, last week. Sixteenth of January is her birthday. She's sixty-five. She's wow. And somebody, I'll never find this now, but somebody on social media sort of tipped us off to a post where her son had put a picture of him and her uh, on some social platform and. Uh, she's looking fantastic she, as you'd expect she's an amazing woman we've got to get her on we've got to get her on this show somehow um and uh gosh she's she's almost yeah, exactly 20 years older than me and i think i look 20 years older than her <laughs> now so. bear with me caller because there's something else i've just remembered last week no i never will find this i should have planned ahead but somebody uh put up a clip on twixter of dirty trickster uh, shot here hang on hang on here we go I've, i think i found this um yes a chap called nicholas um so actually it's a brilliant uh, there's a brilliant twixter account called birmingham 81 which just uh, talks about music uh generally and, in the rotherham uh, area yeah very good taste in yeah. the rotherham area <laughs> in the 90s uh in fact put up a thing saying happy birthday to Sade. Here's one of her early TV appearances doing a smooth operator live on Switch in 1983. Was it amazing? Brilliant. I'll, I'll, I'll put a link to this because it's worth that alone is worth it. But then uh, a chap called Nicholas said, this is great and all that, but I, uh, all I can think about is what car Sade would have been driving at that early stage of her career. Um, copied us in um, for this Oh, I saw this. Yes. And then 
Yes, this was last, yeah, last uh, week, wasn't it? So it, was, it must have been on her birthday. Some enterprising person uh, realised that it's a chap called Richard Knight. Thank you for this, Richard. Very good lateral thinking. He realised uh, that uh, Sade was dating Robert Elms, the broadcaster, around this time. And he said she was dating Robert Elms. I think he might know. And copied in Robert Elms, who's on Twixter. Robert Elms almost immediately replied, Wolseley 1550. That's amazing. I love that. To which Richard quite rightly went, really? And Robert Elms replied, yep. So <laughs> I, 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 I can add no more than that. Is, and I, I, saw, I was like, Wolseley 1550, sort of, you know, quite It's quite a dowdy 50s car, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Well, sort of a bit, you know... Old school bank manager yeah. car, maybe sort of. I think they were police cars, weren't they? Speaking of which, I'm pretty sure they were used as police cars. It's sort of kind of Z carsy sort of era. That see, see, that's interesting. But so then, that would have been a th- maybe a thirty year old car in the eighties. Uh, I yes, yes. It, I suppose it would. Have and, been. and 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 I'm, um, and I had a thirty year old car in the nineties when I passed my test with the Beetle. And I look at people now. You know, like young people buying 30-year-old cars. It's definitely... And fashion does the 30-year thing, because if you think about Manchester with the flares and all that stuff in, like, 1990, that was 30 Mm. years on from probably when flares and stuff originally hit the big time. I love that. I love that oh, cycle. I think it was like probably like 20 years on, was it? So things come round quite quickly, as we now know, is sort of stuff that we remember quite vividly is coming back, like combat trousers. And oh, things. that's true. Lots of, lots of young women dressing like All Saints at the moment. They are. My daughter, <laughs> my da- incredibly my daughter's old. dressing like the All Saints. Exactly that. And she, she said to me that I, I found where I was just doing a feature out in the French Alps, I had to dig out my snowboarding trousers because I had to pretty much wear ski gear. And uh, I realised mm. that I basically look like a shit all saint wearing my s- snowboard trousers. And the, <laughs> That's the, okay. It's, she, it's back but, again. But my daughter went, oh, have you just got them? I went, no, I've had them for a really long time. No. And uh, I've just dug them out because they're thermally efficient and that's what I need. So. so my wife found an old coat of mine and she went do you want to keep this i tried it on i was like i like this coat she went yeah it's very military look though it's from that time when that was fashionable and then we agreed that i should probably just hang on to it because it'll come back completely again. completely um, anyway look uh, we should probably wrap this up but we did i just wanted i did just want to say um a belated happy birthday to Sade since she has a sort of she casts a beautifully elegant shadow across this podcast for strange we love reasons Sade. Um, the music d- d- we do love we never tire of of her her sound also imagine a young Sade driving around london in uh, i imagine sort of slightly scruffy old Wolseley. there is actually something very cool about that so um what well, the trend of you know she's yeah Ellens. like a you know a beautiful elegant interesting woman not driving around in a glamour pussmobile and if she does genuinely mm. still have a rotary a maintenance heavy motor <laughs> rotary then uh, it just feeds that i love that about it yeah Sade, call yeah. us or email hello at smithandsniff.com. Right. Well, anyway, uh, we should stop. But before we do, uh, I have three things to tell you. They are one, uh, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Weight of Kate's Show, in which he travels the world attempting to capture the heaviness of famous Catherines. Uh, this week, he's outside a mansion in Los Angeles, fumbling to set up an enormous set of scales oh. while shouting, Get out here, Beck in sale. I haven't got all day. <laughs> 
if that's not to your taste uh, there is of course always the late break show uh, with lots of excellent videos about cars uh, what have you got um, on there this I get week? a bit shouty <laughs> I get a bit shouty about Honda's new electric car and uh, and genuinely I know I've said this before genuinely I think there's a barn find Capri as well <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, genuinely. I think it is coming out this time. Really? But if you haven't, if you okay. haven't seen the uh-huh. the video that I that I should have talked about and promoted previously, it's where I do a roundup of all the cars that I currently own. Someone in the comments said that this is the most sad, embarrassing collection of semi-broken cars that I've seen a YouTuber ever do. <laughs> So if you're expecting, um, yes, rude. I kind of giggled at that. But if you if you're expecting McLarens on HP and a glamorous aircraft hangar, it's not that. It's me being completely honest, actually, about the state of my cars and what I've got right now, and that I'm maybe a hopeless car tragic. So if you fancy that, go and watch it, and you'll find out about my why I acquired a two CV and a broken Brabus. Um, <laughs> like and subscribe, and and all that. Yeah. Um, Peace. The second thing I've got to tell you is, as I might have mentioned before, I have a new book out. It's called Boring Car Trivia 4. It's packed full of arcane information about cars. It's available as an ebook or a paperback from Amazon or a paperback from our merch shop. And the third thing I've got to tell you is that last week I said the moon is getting further away from Earth. And we weren't sure how it's possible to measure that. Um, quite a lot of people got in touch to point out that it's because there are mirrors on the moon that we as humankind have put there they're called retro reflectors if you want to be technical about it there's currently five of them in use um that were put there at various points by uh, the apollo astronauts two have been put there remotely by the russians and then one was put in place by the Indian space program only last year. And these mirrors are used to um, bounce back. They fire a laser at the moon and then measure how long it takes the light to be bounced oh, back. Oh, okay. Well, I've... Isn't can I clever? add a fourth? I thought I was just can like, I add, a, add a fourth piece of trivia to your finale? Because I never add anything to your finale because I'm not as good as you. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say thank you to uh, a couple of patrons, Phil R. and James Bassett, who were among the first to point out that the moon has mirrors on it. But uh, yes, so the fourth on. piece of information is Britain's gas network still uses engines from 1960s RAF fighter jets, which I found out last week. Did you know this? What? Yes. Aging no. aircraft turbines, according to The Guardian, according to The Telegraph, will cost millions to replace, says the boss of National Gas. So Britain's sprawling gas network is still reliant on a fleet of ageing aircraft engines that were stripped out from 1960s RAF Lightning fighter jets. It emerged recently. Those are those are Avon jet engines from the That's Lightning, it. I think, aren't they? Rolls yes, Royce they are, Rolls-Avons. There's a lot of old British jet engines doing sterling service, keeping the power infrastructure of our country. I going. could have done with one in that. Which probably says something about Britain and its general <laughs> standards. But anyway, um, we really should stop this now, but we will do it all again next week. And until then, thank you for listening. Goodbye Bye now. Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. Bye. Mugs, T-shirts, stickers. Mugs, t-shirts, stickers. Mugs, t-shirts, stickers. And now we do hats too. They're very stylish. This might come as a surprise. 
the falling down a well edition <laughs> yeah that's no um, I, I i drove past in the works van oh i was flat out in second <laughs> in the bilingo a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com